0: I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C.
1: You know who it is, Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler.
0: This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Rapper Big Pooh is in the co-host chair. And our guest today from the Washington City, or the Washington Times, excuse me, is Matthew Paris. Matthew, how are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me
0: love having Matthew on because he covers both of the teams that we like following, football and basketball. Poo, just two weeks ago, I swear, we had Fred Katz on here talking about how tough it is covering a team that's no good. Uh, we were sure there would be coaches fired. Russell Westbrook was the worst point guard the league had ever seen. <laughs> Tell me that was two weeks ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. Here we are in the playoff spot uh, looking to get into the tournament. And we got coach of the year and player of the week. Matthew, what is going on here?
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you look at it just a month ago, they were 17 and 32, 15 games below 500. And, you know, you look at this run and with Russell Westbrook, he's been incredible. Obviously, he can go for the triple double record tonight. He holds that with or he holds that with. Oscar Robinson but you know it's not just Westbrook I mean Bradley Beal has played really well his scoring has fallen off just a little bit I know he had 50 the other night but you know you look at a guy like Davis Bertans his shooting was terrible uh, to begin the year and you know you look at the emergence of Raul uh, Hal Neto he's you know, starting now and played to Denny because Denny went out for a season-ending injury they just have like a lot of role guys Daniel Gafford that they acquired from Chicago at the trade deadline they're just really making it all work it's Really, you know, you look at this, you look at the roster before the year and said, all right, these guys could probably be a playoff team, but then they were underachieving so bad, they, you kind of realized, or you thought like, oh, maybe this talent wasn't as good as we thought, but then now they're playing probably more up to expectations because, you know, they've been 15 of 19 over the last, or 15 and four over the last 19, you know, I don't think we expected them to be that good, but, you know, top six in the East is probably what preseason expectations were, and. You know, if they hadn't created such a hole in the year, that they would probably be that if they were a little bit more consistent.
1: Now, Scott Brooks was preaching throughout the whole beginning of the season, patience, time. We're not all the way here yet. Um, With this recent 15-4 run, him getting coach of the month, Westbrook player of the week, Riley Brill is in the race with Steph Curry for a scoring champion play in is more likely than not yeah. are we looking at a scott brooks uh extension at the end of this season I
2: don't know. i mean i kind of have to see how it plays out i think that the factor the major factor going for him is westbrook i mean these guys are so close it really seems like he can get the most out of the stars the development of the rest of the roster you know you look at guys that they had to ship out like troy brown they released jerome robinson it hasn't really happened, but like I do think he's I don't know if I would extend him personally. Will they? I don't know. I just I kinda have to think we need to see how this plays off or plays out because we know making the playoffs is really, really important to Ted Leontis. And we've seen how he runs the Capitals with, you know, Barry Trotts won a Stanley Cup and they let him go. So I mean, I could see it being a situation where maybe they just need a new voice. But he has coached well enough to warrant an and, and I, I believe that
0: we I think we must not have really paid enough attention to that Westbrook injury at the beginning of the season right he he admitted the other day that that, that thing was torn right and he was still playing on it uh and it got me to thinking we've been so spoiled with these triple doubles uh it's like we Just expected he'll score a triple double. We've forgotten that most guys I saw today he has more triple doubles than Kobe Bryant had double doubles. Yeah, I that, mean, it's, it's oh. insane. And they're not like the old you remember the you get excited when a guy got a triple double and it was like you know 14, 10, and 11. That they got 20 rebounds the other day. I mean, it's incredible what he's doing right now,
2: right? I mean. With, with Westbrook, you, you could say in the – I don't even know if you could say this, but critics would say, you know, he hunts stats, he, boxed, he grabs rebounds from teammates, that sort of stuff. But, you know, he's playing at such a high level where he's not he's not getting anything easy. I mean, you look at Indiana the other night. He grabbed, like, manhandled three guys to grab a rebound and then found Rui Hachimura on, like, this incredible dunk um, for stuff like that. And, you know, it, the, the most amazing thing to me is, like, You know, he's going about the season setting these records, but he set the Wizards' all-time franchise record. And I looked it up at some point. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but I think it was like only six or seven franchises that he wouldn't be the holder, like the franchise record holder for, you know, 30-something triple-doubles And he had just this season. I mean, he's really, you know, he could break all these sorts of records if he played for every team. And what he's been able to come here, and you think about what they're – their four was with john wall you know you never know how he would return from an achilles injury he's he just raised uh the floor and you know the ceiling i think is much higher now with westbrook and beal I,
1: I like to turn my attention back to scott brooks he's my favorite sure. uh person to talk about here um sure. he was touted as a developmental guy when yeah. when he was hired and you know we we set aside the, the play in and and in his record the past few seasons, I mean, they were dealing with a lot of injuries to key players. Do you think his biggest indictment or, or biggest con to not receiving an extension would be his lack of development of players outside of ones that we're going to develop anyway, like a Bradley bill. Um, yeah. But just his Troy Brown, Jr. Uh, uh Denny doesn't look, you know, he was looking out of sorts for a while um, Hachimura is, isn't consistently that third option. Do you think that's his biggest indictment thus far? I do
2: and I don't. I, I understand your point and I, I agree with it. I mean, but I think the biggest the, the biggest factor is just their inconsistency. I mean, you know, you look at past seasons, though, we always joke with the Wizards that, you know, above 500 teams, they play awesome and then sub 500 teams, they, they would tank it. And you know, that was kind of the pattern this season, too, before they really turned things around. And, you know, that, that slow start, I just, I'd just i be more worried about that inconsistency and not being able to find a rhythm if he was brought back, more so than the development of the players. But, yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like Danny Avdia, like he, his scouting report in, you know, in Israel is that he was a primary playmaker, could really handle the ball and put past breaks, and he's not even allowed to do that on this team just because – you know, you have Bradley Beal and Westbrook, and you know it might just be a roster construction thing too. But it's not. I just don't see how he can develop that part of his game if Brooks is here, because the, the same thing happened to Troy Brown.
0: Mm. Don't even get me started on Troy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it really is. Uh, I saw Jason Tatum out for the rest of the year. Jason, really, uh, Brown? Yeah, Brown? And Brown. Yeah, not oh. not Tatum Brown. I had him confused. But, yeah, he went out today for the rest of the season. Wow. Which is interesting for us because that's probably the the playing yeah. uh, opponent we would see, right? It well, still is just unbelievable to me where we are now from where we were when we started.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. You know, Bradley Beal's currently out with the hamstring injury. And if he can't return, then, you know, I, I think they're sc- – are we allowed to curse on this?
0: Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: they're fucked.
0: Yes. They're fucked. <laughs> <Yeah. talking. laughs>
2: you know, um, yeah. they just can't, you know, uh, I think Westbrook could maybe, maybe they beat Indiana if she's there, if they're still in the 9-10 matchup. But what's interesting is, you know, they're only a half game behind Charlotte for the, for the eighth seed, and Boston will probably be the seventh. So, you know, if they have to play the 7-8 matchup to begin to play in round and they, they can win, they'd be the seventh seed. So, you know, who, who would have thought that? I mean, then you'd probably be matched up with Brooklyn. I don't know. Like, would you guys rather be matched up with Philly or Brooklyn? Who, who knows? Brooklyn. I don't know. right
0: I don't know. Punch me in the face or, you know, <laughs> kick me in the dick, right?
2: Yeah, but they, they don't stand a chance in uh, either series. But, you know, it, to be the seventh seed would be really something, considering where they were, even more so than the eighth, I think.
0: Absolutely it feels like uh yeah when we were rooting for washington football to lose so we could get the number 2 pick they they got no chance in this playoff um mm. but they're also crushing themselves in the draft so I'm not sure where exactly to be on is is the front office done construction wise do you think do you think they're happy with Tommy and that's they'll stick with that Wait, sorry, the Wizards or the football team? Wizards, Wizards. yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I jumped around. I <laughs> Tommy Shepard, do you, do you yes. think that they're happy with the job he's done? Uh,
2: yes. I mean, we'll see if the, the big fish out there is Masai Ujiri, right? I mean, Ted Leontis has denied that he went after him in the past, but you know, from Woj reported it, and a Woj reported it, I tend to believe you know, him in that case, but You know, who knows? Maybe they they swing big. He likes to swing big for that sort of thing. But I think he warrants coming back, even if Scott Brooks doesn't. I mean, you know, you look at kind of where they're at. This roster still definitely needs improvement. They don't really have a wing that can defend. You would say that about a lot of teams. But even back at point guard, you know, I I like Ed Smith and Meadow is fine. But, you know, you're always looking at more shooting. It's just they still need to build. But – I think they have a solid foundation, but it's just really how do you get – the problem with the Wizards before when, like, Ernie Grunfeld was here is that they just had a certain level and, like, it was never a championship level. And it's like, how do you take that that step? And I, mean, I think they're still going to kind of hit that wall. But that – and I would want Tommy Shepard if Bradley Beal ever did have to be traded. I would probably want him crafting that trade.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I I, I definitely think Tommy has earned – a. Uh, you know another round or two um, and, and I believe he he earned has earned the opportunity to pick his own coach because he that is Ernie Grunfeld's pick so um, I, I like what he's done I think having Westbrook here has that's the veteran the player he has the cachet to bring in free agents obviously we're not going to get any big fish but some of them free agents around you know, the edge that that could make a difference because of who he is. Um, Let's switch gears to to the football team now. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts. I've been reading their draft is graded, you know, across the board, anywhere from an A plus to a B minus. Um, I'm interested in your thoughts on Washington's draft this year.
2: Uh, I would give it about a B. I mean, I think, you look at what they needed before the draft. Linebacker and tackle were their two biggest needs. They, they addressed that within the first two rounds. Uh, you know, I really like the Diami Brown pick. But then you look at kind of the rest of the draft, and, you know, it's perfectly okay to do this. Uh, like, they just drafted for depth. And does that really move the needle? Who knows? But, like, you know, they, they spent a lot of picks on a blocking tight end and John Bates now who can maybe catch a little bit. But we'll see how that goes. And then Derek Forrest, can he be? a safety or is he more of a special teams guy? Maybe it's the latter, you know, it's just, it's taking, it's using picks on guys that, you know, maybe don't have the greatest upside, but uh, they need those type of players because if anything, you look at the mistakes from the past regime, it was taking a flyer on a guy like Bryce Love, who was a star in college, but who knows how if he could translate it to the next level, given his injury history. And, you know, they, they just need to build out the rest of this roster. So when they finally do address the quarterback, Uh, situation long term that they're they're ready to go here so you know i don't know if it necessarily made them a great football team or even drastically improved their win total but uh, i like what they did overall um
1: not not your grade but other grades you may have seen do you think people are grading them harshly because they didn't address the quarterback position in the draft
2: you know uh, maybe but at the same time like you know you look at kind of where guys were ranked like uh in the first round people were saying he was a first round pick in terms of rising up, but you know, you would see him mock for Cleveland at 26, that sort of thing. So maybe reaching there, but, and, and they pass on Derrissaw too, which, and, and got Cosme, which I think is a solid pick, but I just, I don't know if they necessarily were wowed by any of the picks. And when it comes to draft grades, a lot of it is wow. I mean, we could study the correlation between how a draft grade comes up actually translating, but you know, I just, there was nothing sexy about their draft and draft grades are often decided by sexiness.
1: Uh, that's why I love loved their draft so much because it wasn't sexy. <laughs> We've and seen enough like, sexy drafts.
0: <laughs> yeah, and guys like Thor Nystrom crushed us for, uh, you know, drafting a... Um, uh, Long snapper. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
2: That's, uh, I mean, I kind of agree with that.
0: <laughs> I, I think,
1: think we all agree. For I
2: mean, I they needed it. It was a position of need. They got another pick out of it, but when you really think about it, they traded up for a long snapper, like.
0: Matthew, sure. what, what has the coach said? You know, it's interesting about this regime. No undrafted – they don't sign undrafted free agents at all. I mean, they, they, yeah. they hate the undrafted free agent, basically. I think they've gotten four in the last two years, and I think I saw the average team picks up like 10 every year because they're free trial guys, right? I mean, don't pay them anything. Has he said why they have chose to go this way?
2: Well, yeah, uh, he was on 106.7 a few weeks ago and he was talking to J.P. Finley and he kind of explained it like the market for undrafted free agents, you kind of have to lure them with a signing bonus. And sometimes that signing bonus, it's not like amazing money, but it could probably be worth more guaranteed money than what you would pay the late round guys. So, you know, you look at their draft class this year, they rather just add the late round picks rather than, you know, going out to chase guys. But I do think it is a little... Not strange, but it it certainly differs from other teams' approach because you know you look at their draft, their undrafted free agent pool this year, and it's just uh, Jarrett Patterson from Buffalo, and you know maybe he can make the team, but we'll have to see how it is. But they have some open roster spots. Maybe they invite some guys to camp, but we'll see. You know Charles Leno visiting today, and so is um Bobby McCain McK- um, McCain, yeah, yeah. the Dolphins. So you know I think I think if they're done with their roster i think they would probably add more veterans um rather than undrafted guys but we'll see
1: yeah i read somewhere they they wanted to add about 5 or 6 more veterans as opposed to yeah. undrafted um rookies coming in i i think i speak for a lot of uh long washington fans here do you see any chance of Ryan Kerrigan returning? Um, I, I know he wanted to go and yeah. seek more playing time and obviously that's not happening um, unless an injury takes place. But do you do you think there's any chance of him returning?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. He, he seemed pretty set on leaving. You know, he really he's, he loved playing here. I, I generally believe that and he was really proud. But I think once you kind of get your mindset and I think he still wants to play, mate you know, who knows? Maybe he's made plenty of money. Maybe he's just comfortable waiting to see if there's an injury situation where he could step in and fill. If he wanted to go a rotation role or if he had to settle for that, why would he do it in Washington when there are other contenders out there to win a Super Bowl more so? But, you know, he, he does love the area. He, he really liked playing here. I think, I think it would make a lot of sense for him to come back, but it just, one, depends probably on the money. And then the, the role and I don't know if he's at the point where he wants to he's accepted that just because remember you know the reason he wasn't signed before wasn't necessarily because of ability it was because he would count towards the comp pick formula and um you know that mm. comp pick formula is not there anymore so I think the market for veterans you know a guy like Richard Sherman is still out there too these guys will probably be signed here in the next few weeks
0: mm-hmm. if uh um... It's way early. I get that. But if you had to take a guess at what the left side of that line looks like next year, let, let's say they don't just, let's just go by what we've got on the roster right now and, and not assume that they sign uh Leno. We what, what think that left side looks like, or what do you think they hope it looks like? Let's put it like that. Right. Well, I hope,
2: I think they would hope that Sam Cosme uh, probably wins that left tackle job. We'll see if he can beat up Cornelius Lucas and John Christian Left guard, I think they're probably betting that Eric Flowers um, wins that spot just because they went out and acquired him and, and stuff like that. I, I think another interesting guy to watch it, watch here, and I have no idea where he fits in now, is Sadiq Charles. Right. Do they, do they slot him at tackle to begin camp? Do they put him at guard? I mean, there's some talk whether Cosme could play guard too. And, you know, Rivera has said that they want to try him at left tackle, but... These guys are really flexible, they can play multiple spots. That's how Ron Rivera likes his team, but it's especially the offensive line. You know, most of these guys are either left tackle, right tackle, guard center, like there's just so much very uh, flexibility there. And so, we'll see how it, it plays out. But you know, I was doing this exercise with someone today of of the nine guys, if they just keep nine, you know, guys like John Christian, Wes Martin, they're not. They break right out. outside here. Yeah. I'm like, those are your week one starters last year.
1: Right.
2: Oh, well, you know, it's just a, it's a really tough exercise. And I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how that competition plays out. in camp.
1: We've asked everybody who's come on to talk about the football team. Um, so we have to ask you, what are your. What do you guess the record will be your prediction for their record after this season? Or for this season, yeah. upcoming season.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it feels like like, like it feels like they're to be in the same range, and I'm gonna have to remember to add a 17th game here. That's so right. like, maybe, maybe seven and ten, but without making the playoffs, you know, getting a step back in terms of progress, but keep, kind of keeping the status quo, or maybe even getting better in some areas. Maybe the the uh, the offense is much better, but I just. You know, you look at that slate and they have so many first place teams with like the Packers and I don't know, maybe the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, like even the Bills and, um, you know, just their their schedule is kind of, I'm, I'm interested to see on Wednesday when it comes out of the order of it because, you know, if they catch a team at, at the right time of the year. But, yeah, I would say like around 500 or maybe. But I think I saw their, their win total was eight eight and a half. And, and that sounds right. Somewhere in there. I
0: was I was watching the guys over at Establish the Run. They were doing a, a gambling segment. And um, maybe it was um, I forget which one, but basically he went and put the bet on. It was eight for Washington at like minus 110. Yeah. Or it's all the way up to like 140, 150 now. Uh, which I guess means Vegas thinks that they did something nice in the draft because that, that would move the needle mm-hmm. up. The roster slowly is, is kind of stacked, right? I mean, outside of the offensive line, I mean, yeah. um, I, I'm higher on Reeves than most. Uh, I, I feel the yeah. secondary is better, but, I mean, the receiving core and in, in the front seven is yeah. remarkably better than they were last year.
2: Yeah, I mean, the defensive line I think is excellent. I still have a question of linebacker. I want to see where Davis plays. I mean Where including- do you think he plays at? I, I I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> he, he's going
1: to be in the middle. I believe yeah. he's going to be in the to draft. A linebacker that high. Right. For Ron Rivera and Del Rio. I believe he's going to be in the middle.
2: Right. I, I mean, you know, they don't play really in base anyway. So it's like, where does he play in nickel? And that sort of thing. I mean, will he be the guy? Will he replace John Mossack? <laughs> basically is, is the thing is, you know, is, is it going to be him and Holcomb and, and the nickel and, You know, I I like that pairing, but, you know, Cole Holcomb's fine. (laughs) He's, you know, he's he's fast, but I I just, I don't know. I I saw a lot of questions about their linebackers. I think their secondary in terms of, like, cornerbacks were amazingly healthy last year. I know they lost Ronald Darby, so they don't have to worry about whether he gets hurt. But even the guy like Kendall Fuller, he's had some injury history, and he was a little banged up last year. So, uh, you know, I'm just a little bit concerned about, the, the margin of error and i know like they have some like depth behind those guys but i just i don't know I, it's not the talent level isn't like amazing to where the fact that like if uh one of these guys got hurt or anything like that i just yeah. i think they're still walking a pretty tight rope and
0: um, there's four quarterback there's four quarterbacks on the roster there's no way they keep all four right uh no
2: no I mean I don't I don't think so I mean so who
0: who's the odd man out there
2: Steven Montez
1: perhaps yeah. Qu- quickly without a doubt yeah, I mean, no hesitation
2: you know uh, my colleague Ben Stanley Group uh, reported a while back that they want to like try him in a Taysom there. right Taysom Hill God <laughs> um, Taysom Hill type role and that'd be fun I mean I'm excited to see that but I just don't think he would progress to the point where you know he would he would be worth keeping on the roster.
1: I tend to agree that I think their margin for error is very slim. And and I believe that's why Ron and Co went with depth um, in the draft to kind of, you know, have them players hopefully ready in, in case of injury or missed time. But um, Matt, we thank you for coming on. I know it's getting close to Wizards time here. Um, uh, we definitely thank you for coming on. Please let the people know where they can find you and what you have coming up next.
2: Yeah, you can uh, find me on the Washington Times website. Just uh, go check out there, washingtontimes.com. But on Twitter, you can find me at, at Matthew underscore Paris, P-A-R-A-S. You'll see my last name, how it's spelled in the podcast title, I hope. But um, yeah, you, you can find me there. And as for what I have coming next, I'm just going to be at minicamp this weekend and reporting a couple features. So, you know, just keep checking my Twitter to see what I have.
1: Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Matthew.
0: Appreciate you. <laughs>
2: Thanks for having me, guys. No problem.
1: Have a good one.